Here we are. Yeah, I'm going to start this episode off a little different than the last one. Yeah, let's keep it that way. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. You know, it, this episode is has the potential of hearing lots of background noise because, yeah. you know, we're... You know, we re- just record where we are. Right. And here we are. Well, I we actually had, I wouldn't say it was an argument, but a conversation back and forth where we were disagreeing yeah. about trying to let that ocean sound, because that's what we're next to, right. into the podcast. And uh, you ixnayed me on that. But I agree with you now because we have uh, acquired new neighbors that um, have lots of children and they're having lots, lots of, fun, of fun, which is great. Yeah, which so, is fantastic. Um, it it just made sense to shut everything down as tightly as we could. Yeah, too. but if you're quiet, you can still hear the ocean. See, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's still so, crashing. What's which really, is kind of cool. Yeah, it's really crazy because um, we've never camped anywhere like this before. This is the best spot we've ever had yeah and we were only going to spend one night here and two nights maybe and we just keep staying and staying and um but being that we've never done this before next to the ocean like this we haven't seen the tides you know come in and out like we are seeing here yeah and at night when the tide gets really high we're laying in bed and it's like it's like it's right outside our window yeah if we try and watch any tv yeah it's super loud like i feel like it's right at our doorstep (laughs) (laughs) yeah quiet down ocean i can't hear the tv (laughs) (laughs) no it's uh it's pretty amazing so yeah and then when the tide goes way out then all of a sudden it's like where'd it go you know because it just gets so quiet because it like if, you know, if I'm looking at the beach right now, like right now it's crashing up all the way up close to us on the beach. But if I, but when it's like, you know, low tide, I mean, it's got to be, a, I mean, close to like a hundred yards further out, yeah. which is crazy to me that it changes yeah. that much. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. uh, right. Well, before we get into exactly where we are, we're talking about where we are, but before we get into it, we I made you your whiskey sour. You did. Yeah, you I'm, said that on the last episode. Yeah, you wanted a whiskey sour yeah, this time. I did. I was kind of like, hey, I haven't had that in a long time. And yeah. It would be nice. Yeah. Not that I get burned out on gin and tonics, but it's nice to change it up <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> I hope that isn't the case. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit more that goes into a whiskey sour than a gin and tonic. Yeah. Not really. They're pretty yeah. simple to make. It's not that big a deal. Uh, I do not like sour things at all, though. So I'm just drinking an old fashioned. So we're drinking oh, different okay. things this time. Okay. But still the same bourbon. They base. have the same color. They don't look much different. Okay, so before we take our drink here though, we wanna um we have some fun news. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we kinda have to be a little obscure about it because honestly we don't know a ton of information, which is wild to us. But we have our first patron. We do at the go global level. Yeah. Which is our um third in the tiers and um yeah and what's really crazy about this is we're still kind of in communication of getting everything started because it wasn't a normal um interaction with the patreon website right because um they are a patron with bitcoin (laughs) and so and i have never done anything with bitcoin at all no so this has been a big learning curve but the patreon website doesn't um support that right so we've been doing everything kind of uh, like 
a different direction into getting them into all the memberships. Well, so. let's be real here. We haven't been doing anything. You have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's give credit where credit is due. Yeah. You've become the Bitcoin genius here. Oh, so. no, no, no. Not genius. Um, I made <laughs> it crypto possible genius. for somebody to become a member with Bitcoin. <laughs> but um, but that was a fun new adventure for us. Yeah. And yeah. it just felt really good to get our first um, patron. Yeah. Um, somebody likes us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it was it was amazing. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, again, not having really done anything with Bitcoin before, we were like, that shouldn't stop us. This person deals in Bitcoin. They should be able to be a part of our community and let's yeah. let's do it. You know, yeah. so we figured it out and and uh, and they were, you know, again, it's just it's incredibly generous when when anybody, you know, joins oh, us. now we're yeah. being a, a little vague because communication has kind of been a little bit slow back and forth and uh, we haven't gotten all of their information yet. Yeah. So, uh, if you're listening, you know yay, who you we're are. taking it. Yeah, we're going to so, cheers you. Cheers yeah, cheers. Thank you for being our patron. first patron. Yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. And uh, um, and we will, you know, once we get all their information, then we will, you know, formally yeah. cheers their name and all that, you know, if they if they want us to. That's the thing, too. It's like we don't have to call somebody out if they don't want to. They can, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's just kind of fun for us to, you know, be able to, you know, recognize them for their, their generosity. It's just yeah. kind of it's just kind of cool. Oh, so. It felt really good. It was. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly enjoyed the adventure of learning. Um, a bit more, a bit yeah. more, <laughs> about, a bit more about, <laughs> about Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah, um, cryptocurrency. So I feel like I've entered into a world that um, I am really fascinated by and want to understand more about it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's pretty cool. So uh, that kind of gets the the drink and the the cheers out of the way. So now we can now I can take drinks rather than just holding it while we're talking <laughs> more about where we are. How's your uh, How's your whiskey sour? It's, first of all, it's perfect actually. Um, oh, it's good. not too sweet. Which is nice because I yeah I don't like it super sweet so it's nice uh yeah on the you know on the opposite end of things I made mine way too sweet <laughs> it almost <laughs> tastes like sweet tea actually oh. <laughs> which isn't the worst thing in the world no. it's just not what I'm used to in an old fashioned yeah well um so where we are that's what I'd call uh, a bad old fashioned a bad actually. old fashioned but oh. I'm gonna drink it it's fine no I mean it doesn't taste bad. It's just not an old fashioned. Uh, it seriously, it kind of tastes like sweet tea. You should taste it real quick. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I actually don't. I don't like it when you make a drink with bourbon that's really sweet. I know. I, it, I don't know how I, know. I got it so sweet. Yeah. I, I didn't think. I may just have to add some more bourbon to it. <laughs> Water it down. <laughs> well, and I switch bourbon. I normally drink like Basil Hayden or, or maybe Buffalo Trace sometimes. It's just kind of a, you know, a mix, you know. Um, Basil Hayden's my sipper. I really, I really like that bourbon. Okay. Buffalo Trace is a little. It's not just your sipper. It's your flasker. Well, yeah, but I sip out of a flask. <laughs> Listen, when we're on the road like this, it's just way easier to have my flask <laughs> sitting there and I could take a little sip rather than pouring myself a drink and not knowing where to set it and yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. else. Anyway, well, um, <laughs> Asher would find your, your flask up on the top right. shelf because he could reach it when he stood on our bed. Yeah. and uh, He cannot get the lid off, so he can't get has the to worry. No, yeah. it was empty when he found it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Which no. happens... Often, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, anyway, he's like, here, Papa, Papa Juice. <laughs> Papa Juice. <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely going to add some more, uh, just reaching up yeah. above me here to our liquor cabinet. And I'm going to get some, oh, did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that again. Some little ASMR here. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, just because I don't like it being that sweet. So, oh, yeah. you might have to add that into your sound effect, like right before we talk about our drinks. <laughs> like you just have that little sound in there. Like you what do are you drinking? Rest- That's right. That's what are you right. drinking? Uh, and also, I changed what I was kind of getting to when I was talking about the bourbons. Is I uh, this time I picked up some Four Roses because it was on sale, and I, I, you know, Four Roses is kind of a fairly well-known bourbon brand. I actually just kind of like my other bourbons better. So mm. Four Roses is just a little, uh, I don't know, it's a little mellow, I think, a little tame. So mm. maybe that's affecting the, you know, the sweet tea taste. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just not overcoming. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I've been, you know, talking way too much about bourbons and, you know, what we're drinking. You were getting ready to talk about specifically where we are. Do you yeah. know specifically where we are? Can you name it? Yeah, South Beach Campground. Because <gasps> I've been so tagging good. it all week. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, so it's this, it's this interesting, um, Oh, that's way better by the way. Yeah. Um, it's interesting cause it's, there's some campgrounds all along this little stretch of Washington, um, coastline. Um, and we were, we kind of had a couple of options when yeah. we head this way. Yeah. You never know what you're going to, um, end up with. And we decided to go ahead and drive into this one. Everybody was turning around and pulling out because it said campground full. Right. And we knew that this campground was first come, first serve. It was around 11 o'clock in the morning. And so we're like, let's just drive through and see. And and all it was like this exodus of people leaving the campground. And so we snagged a... Oh, a killer a, spot. A killer spot. Like we said, best spot we've ever had. The only thing between us and the, the beach is blackberry bushes all over. Yeah. And um, so it's just this wonderful uh, little spot, not too windy. Um, it actually hasn't been super windy up here, uh-uh. but just enough to keep everything cool. We wore sweatshirts yesterday. Yeah, because it got like a little chilly, chilly almost. Yeah, And it's been, it rained for a few days and was super foggy and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so after our last, you know, episode where we talked about we had to get out of the, you know, inland, the inland yeah. PNW because it was so flipping hot that uh, we we get out here and yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, it's just the, the weather has been absolutely amazing out here. Yeah. And we're watching the temps for the inland area just because you know, can we go that direction or do we need to stay here? Yeah. So I'm like, why do we need to keep traveling around? Can't we just stay right here? (laughs) Well, we had planned on going, you know, more deep into the, you know, Olympic rainforest and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and kind of seeing some things and, and stuff like that. And we're like, this is, but we'd have to give up this spot, you know, and we're like, we can, do forest stuff later yeah so well and anytime we get to kind of stay put for a little while um i get a lot of work done Mm -hmm. which has been really nice the trade-off is that i can get even though i have this beautiful view out the window while i'm working i tend to not be outside quite as much right so um so when we get done with this let's uh when the tide goes down a little bit let's go for a walk yeah on the beach for sure for sure yeah it's nice and sunny out well we had talked about going up and seeing the the big cedar tree too and we could oh yeah, yeah we could do that too so yeah. that's one of the things about about being over here on on this side is that it i mean it's just so 
different than like the the forest that I grew up camping in. Oh, right. 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 Um, and so that was all, you know, Idaho, Rocky Mountains and, and stuff like that, which are actually kind of a like a dry. Yeah. Timber forest. Right yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you're always looking for water. You're always looking for, you know, that sort of thing. But it can, you know, it can be fairly brown and dry and hot and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And totally beautiful. I love it. I mean, I'll always love it. It's, you know, what I mm-hmm. grew up with. Right. But it's just we'd never spent much time over on this side of the state. Um, no. um, and uh, it really is just like like I am fascinated by rainforest. I mean, I'm well, just fascinated. I'm going to go. I'm going to go dark here for a second. Oh, great. Um, because, you know, me coming from Arizona. Yeah. You know, you know, for 30 <laughs> years, I spent life in one perspective of how, you know. Yeah what vegetation is or not or whatever. Um, and uh, when I first came to the west side of the Cascades, I was overwhelmed by how thick the forest oh, yeah. was. Like, yeah. like you can't, actually can't see through it. Yeah. And it gets so dark and, um, and so thick. And I'm like, oh, this is what those scary serial killer movies are right, based right, right, around. Right. Is these like, I mean, you'd get lost in there and never get found. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. We had slugs outside. What? I don't understand why that's, dark? you said you had to go dark. Is well, it, it's dark because <laughs> I think about it when we drive, I'm like, there could be bodies out there and oh, nobody that's would why. know okay, it. The serial killer thing. And yeah. The serial stuff. killer could just, I mean, <laughs> if, if somebody found you up here and decided to serial kill you, <laughs> Not with cereal, but as a cereal kill. Uh, I'm a cereal killer. I kill cereal every morning. <laughs> anyway, they, you would never get found. Like, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. I, I Just as a note, I do not want to kill anyone. And I do not, not want to find anyone. I don't know so, that anyone would have taken that out of your statements. Okay, I just felt like, you know, I kind of needed to put it out there in case something goes really south with one of us on this trip. Um, it, it, the way you're lining it out is that it would be me because you are trying to make a case for why you're not wanting to kill someone. So obviously uh, I'm I, the I'm one that's dead. kind of talking around it in case I go missing. People and, will know where to find me. You know, me. there's the whole Shakespeare, Shakespeare, <laughs> Shakespeare thing. <laughs> Methinks thou protesteth too much. You know? <laughs> you know, you're, you're trying awful hard to make it seem like you don't want to kill me right now. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on. You, <laughs> you went darker than, I had plans of going. No, so that's that's not very dark yeah. to me. That's no, just but the it, next exciting chapter <laughs> of of your life, not mine, obviously, because you killed me. But well, <laughs> the other day we went uh, driving up the highway just to see what the other campgrounds are. Because right. one of the things we don't get here is we have no water, not even like fill a bucket with water, and right. we have no electricity. There is a bathroom, but it has no sinks in it, right. so it's just toilets. But um, so it's, you know, you, you have a limit. Yeah, we're to dry have, camping. For yeah. The, yeah. Dry camping, but there's toilets. So yeah. we thought, let's just drive down a mile or so and see what the other campground is like. It's absolutely beautiful. It's like thick rainforest. Yeah. Beautiful. But yeah. we realized we would have, there's no, there's very little cell reception out here. So we have to have Starlink to be able to get online for any of the work that we do. 
And we're like, there's no way. We could not have stayed in that. I'm so glad we didn't reserve something up there. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, they have some Oceanside stuff, too, that looked pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, that would have, I mean, could have been at least, you know, somewhat on par with this. And then you would have had the rainforest, too. So I'm keeping it in mind for next time we're over here that yeah. it, would, it might be a cool place to go. Um, especially if I, I had a lot of work to get done this week, but yeah. especially if we didn't have quite so much to do. Right. So, right. um but and then we went into <laughs> we went into Forks yesterday because <laughs> this is probably the longest we've gone without doing laundry. I think it was right about two weeks or so, maybe more. Yeah. Um, was it, it really that long? Yeah. And wow. we were like running out of underwear. It was really getting well, down I did. there. I had to go to my you know bikini briefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> when, which gave you a nice show. Okay. Anyway, I asked we, if you wanted me to go full European on the beach, and I just run out there. <laughs> that has never stopped you before. <laughs> me has never stopped you before. Um, anyway, we went into Forks, and there's one laundromat, and very few, yeah, um, you know, machines available. Um, there's very few places to eat. Right. I mean, for such a yeah. yeah, for such yeah. a like. A pivotal point in the Olympic National Park area, like where yeah. you go um, this way or that way. Yeah. It really didn't, the town really just didn't have what I yeah. thought it would. So it had lots of Twilight memorabilia. Oh, though. yes, yeah. it did. Plenty yeah. of Twilight memorabilia. Everywhere. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, this has been, this has been a killer spot that we've been at. Yeah. Like, super excited about it. But, uh, oh, um, and we got to watch the otters. Oh, yes. They, so yeah, 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 yeah. They really like to come out um, right around the time of sunset. And so when we're watching the sunset out there, they're just, I mean, just they're really close to shore. Just phrase that. What? They like to come out right around the time of sunset. That was very poetic, actually. Oh. Any, anyway. <laughs> otters are interesting because they just float around on their backs. And then they play, but they just, they float. So you see their little feet. All yep. four of them. And yep. uh, just, and it's like they're enjoying the sunset out on the yeah. water. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, right around the time of sunset they so, are. And one night we um, FaceTimed with the kids. And so even Asher got to see That's the right. otters, although I'm not sure what he understood about it. But the girls could definitely see. Um, they're big suckers. Sea otters. Yeah. 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 Kind of so, like surprisingly big. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so, you know, you know, talking so much about where we are right now and it's cause we're like, I mean, it's pretty epic. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. They, they, like, we're like, we're not just camping here. Like we're working here. We're, we're living here this week. I mean, yeah. this is where we're living this week. I know. This is my front yard. It's pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're getting ready. We'll talk about, you know, later where we're going to be next time, but, uh, you know, we're probably going to pack up tomorrow and, and head out, but we've We've been here like all week, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and so in that, we were kind of talking about, you know, you know, what do we want to talk about this week? And we really were kind of saying we should talk a little bit about what it's like to, you know, be on the road like this well, all the time. Well, when we were talking about this yesterday, um, we realized it's been about four months of full time on the road. But then I thought, no, it's actually been longer than that. It's only been about four months since. Oh. Um, we sold the house, but we were pretty almost completely moved out before we went to, um, the sa on the sailing trip. Yeah. And so that was the beginning of April. So we've actually, 
been nomadic for yeah, like five months that's true. now. Yeah. So yeah. Um and learned Jeez, it does so much. Not feel like it's been that long. No, in some ways it just feels like yesterday that we got on the road. And yeah. on the other hand, I feel like I've learned so much that it feels like it's been a long time. So. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I thought it would be kind of interesting for us to talk about um what what our expectations of doing this life were yeah. and then what the reality of of it is yeah you know i know it's it's a it's a kind of a big thing people are doing this a lot um yeah we run into so many people who are living nomadic so yeah um yeah i just thought that would make an interesting conversation because i think everybody is more aware of it than we were obviously pre-covid so yeah and i feel like a lot of people are like fascinated by the concept but then also are like i can never do that you know yeah. and uh and i you know you know, I think that, you know, the the theme of t- of talking through this, you know, will will probably shine pretty brightly. But it's like, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been, I think we were talking, I think it was yesterday when we were talking about all this, that, yeah, we've been, at that time we were saying four months. You're right. It's been longer than that now. Um, but I just feel like we're getting started. And mm-hmm. I have never looked back. Like, yeah. not one time have I looked back, you know. Um, and, you know, I... I don't, I'm not like an evangelist for nomadic living, right? I'm not trying to, I'm not interested in convincing anyone that they should live on the road like this. Um, but if there's, if there's anyone out there who, you know, is, is, is fascinated by the concept, thinks that, oh man, if only I could do that, you know, it, you know, I think part of what I, you know, part of what we'll kind of come to in talking about this is at, at some point you just do it or you don't, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. but, um, you know, we did have a, a bit of a, a head start, you know, which was wonderful because, you know, we've talked about this, but, you know, we sold our house at the height of the market and rather right. than reinvesting into a new house, we decided to, to reinvest into our life on the road, you know, right. I say <laughs> invest, it's not much of an investment because there's, you know, <laughs> we're not going to look at getting much of a return on this. Yeah. I don't um, know if you can sell batteries. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and I take that back. I I actually don't think that we've. Um, I think that, I think. I'm, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. I was going to say I think we've done fine with our money, um, but but really, as far as like long term, I don't think it's it's made much of a difference in our in our long term planning. No. You know, um, and our ability to continue working on the road, our ability to cut costs significantly from owning a home you Mm -hmm. know where you literally have thousands of dollars a month uh, or a month of of expenses and stuff into you know just really not that much now you know um and so you know there's there's that whole part of it where yeah you do need a little bit to get going you know um but once we're out here it was like we just had to start figuring shit out well you have a plan yeah. Of sort. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would ask before we did this, what's your plan? Where are you traveling to? Where are you going? And we said, well, that part, we don't really have a plan, nor do we really want to plan that part right, right. now. Right. Um, we knew that there was going to be a transition period of what does it mean to not live in a house and to live in this? Uh, we need to identify what we really need. What We, we have a storage unit back in Spokane. So what, mm-hmm. what can we leave behind? What? do we need to take 
we could probably get rid of a lot more things in our storage unit now that we're understanding what that sure, is. Yeah. But um, but that safety net has been there so that, you know, he, we don't, we don't actually, we didn't actually know what we would end up needing. Um, and, and what's funny is like, I, I think very uh, kind of like full of myself thought that I did. I mean, kind of like I, I had all the confidence in the world that I knew exactly what we're, you know, the plan was, what we're going to need, you know, I was so wrong. Um, and not in a, not in bad ways, just in ways of like, oh, we don't need near that much or we don't yeah. need this or, or we do need this, you know, there, you know, that kind of, of back and forth a little bit. And like you said, you go out with a plan and then, you know, if you hold that plan very tightly at all, I think this, I, I think if we would have held it tightly at all, we would be miserable out here right now. I think what you, what you hold on to tightly or hold on tightly to are what are your highest values? Um, what, are, what is the most important thing to you in right. doing this lifestyle? Right. And that's what you hold on to and everything else you hold very loosely. Right. Um, one of the things we learned at the expo talking to a lot of people who live full time on the road was um, everybody does it for a different reason. And so what they value determines how they build their rig, determines what they take with them, you know, all of those sorts of yeah. things. Yeah. So I think that we valued, um, we valued travel. We valued owning our own time. Yeah. Um, those were important. Um, I, the thing I didn't expect that I would value is something feeling like home. Mm. That, uh, that I would just be okay with, oh, hey, it's a new view today, and that's really exciting. And the adventure side of it, um, that's really fun. But I actually really value things having a place, things having some order, like predicting that goes there, this goes here. Right. Kind of that, um, I mentioned routine in one of our other um a podcast but even you guys all laughed at me when I brought all these pillows along with us like but I wanted <laughs> I wanted something that just felt like this is home yeah um not just a camping trailer yeah right yeah so uh that was a a value I didn't expect or I didn't plan for that um has actually become really important to me yeah yeah and I think that uh you know I mean, it's been super important for me too. And, and I think there's part of that because, you know, the, because we're not locationally based that like, you don't have that rhythm of, you know, like sometimes, you know, we'd go somewhere and then it's like you come home on autopilot. Like you're not thinking about it. You just make the turn here. You make the turn there, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Right. Cause you just, yeah. you're used to that space and, and so even sometimes when you didn't intend to go home, sometimes you would just kind of go into autopilot and you're like, oh, wait, we meant to go to the store before we came home, but we're sitting in front of the house now. Yeah, yeah. You don't have that location base anymore. That's really true. And so the it, it really becomes like the interior of the space becomes really, really important because it's what is the yeah. magnet then, you know. And we really experienced that, you know, when we, like, we're staying for, you know, a, a month in Cannon Beach in that cabin. Like, I was getting antsy for the trailer. Like, I missed yeah. home. Even in a few weeks, it had already yeah. started to feel like home. Yeah. 
Um, and I think so. So home kind of takes on a different kind of um, feeling, yeah. you know, but it's no less home, right? <laughs> it's no less. Uh, it, there's it, you just have to like, like we. I don't feel nomadic. I don't feel homeless. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like no. I have a home. Um, I just have it with with me wherever I am. Yeah, you know. Um, and that's a, that's a huge shift in mindset that quite honestly, you know, I, I kind of explore that a little bit and I'm like, I can't, you know, I mean, I'm sure at some point in time we'll end up in a, you know, a a location home again, you know, a location specific home. I I mean, I don't really know me, but like right now. I can't see when that day is like, it's like, it's not even on my radar. Like we'll do this for a year and then we'll see, or we'll do this for five years and then we'll see. And I mean, it's like none of that. Like, it's just like, no, no, this is, this is how we live now. Like that's how into it I am. Yeah. Well, there's a, (laughs) it's interesting because I, we here we're walking around the park to go use the restroom. Right. And you come back and you look for where you're parked, you know. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's our home. Mm-hmm. You know, like I see our trailer and our rig and I just go, that's home. That's it. Yeah. Um. So it's, uh, and I also start to find myself getting a little possessive with that. Like, <laughs> like when, when your places, um, particularly in the city and uh, people generally assume with our setup right now that we are camping right we're because it's that time of year everybody's out camping and right. i just find i'm like okay who's parked next to our house <laughs> like i it's i get a little you know territorial <laughs> right, with our right, stuff right, you know right. and um and also I, i've had to learn that a lot of the places that we're spending time are where people are vacationing and you can really start to identify in one of those spaces who are the nomads and who are the vacationers yeah it's kind of interesting and it's becoming a little convicting for me in the sense that um nomads don't always i'm not saying this across the board um but don't always end up in a place to play right they end up in a place because they need to live right right so vacationers end up in a place to play right so there is a different mindset. You can kind of see it, how people are set up and what's important to them, what they've brought with them. Because you go, I would never carry that with me. Right. But that's because they're only doing it for a weekend or a couple of weeks um, rather than all the time. Right. And then you also see nomads usually doing work. It's not, it's different than like retirement. It's, yeah, it's just, it's a really interesting uh, culture. Yeah. Um, I think I have to remember to play. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't done as much playing as I think we should. No. Um, I also think we're learning what play looks like in this lifestyle. It's different than it was living out of a house where you do go away for the weekend and you go play and right. you drop everything. And um, there's a little bit more. I think there needs to be more intention to play. Um, I'd like to take up paddle boarding we need to you know we'd have to have one of those right um in the future but um 
you know, every time you think of adding something to it all, you kind of have to think about what do I have to get rid of in order <laughs> I to have a that? Bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're over full now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, um, I, no, I agree. Like there's a, there is that part of it too, where it's like when, when we're living, you mm-hmm. know, when we're out here, we don't always take the time to explore or see the thing. We can pass right through something and not super enjoy yeah. it, you know. This has been wonderful because, again, we're sitting here in the and the the ocean is right outside of our window. So is a dog. Yeah. So is that dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so there's that part of it where it's like, you know. So we get to like really enjoy it just just by being here, mm-hmm. you know. But then I do think about the other things like the, you know, like, you know, we decided not to go up to the, the hot springs, you know, (laughs) we decided not to go, you know, look into all that kind of stuff and, um, you know, explore the, the main part of the forest and go up on, you know, the, the hilltops and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, so we should come back here and do that again sometime, Yeah, you know, and where we're just like, where we're going to spend some time in, in that area too. But there is a thing for both of us where the the ocean is like, it's healing. It is healing. It's in, so it's the one place I come where I actually feel like I get rest. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I honestly, I just thought, oh, I could be anywhere and get rest because the, the lifestyle is the same no matter where we go, right? Right. But it's not really the case. There is something. Um, I'll speak for myself, but there's something therapeutic about the rhythm mm-hmm. of the ocean. I'm, I'm with the, you. The uh, salty air. Um, the moisture in the air, just the, the light breeze where we're at, it hasn't been super windy. Yeah. Um, and the sunsets. I mean, I live for those every single night. Like I'm all the way through the whole sunset. Like it's just, yeah, it is. It's healing. Yeah. Um, not everybody will relate to that, but. I find myself just I think a lot of people do. A lot of people would say, yeah, the, I mean, the ocean is, is magic. I mean, it's, you yeah. know, there's something deep about it other than the actual, actual depth. depth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think there's a, you know, so there's a, there's a part of it for us, like when we, like coming to this place, we were like, yeah, we have this amazing spot. Why would we give it up? Let's just go ahead and stay put for a while. Yeah. You know? Well, because we we often have to question what why do we need to leave? Yeah. Um, why do we need to stay? Right. Um, are there reasons why we're going to pack? Because our situation right now, we've gotten pretty fast at it, but it's still time consuming mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work to get everything, um, you know, yeah. packed up. Yeah. And, and the yeah. longer you stay, the more you kind of unpack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not just an easy decision of close the door and drive off, although that is what we're hoping for in the future right. with a different rig. But, um, but right now it's not that. So right. it is, it's a kind of a big decision to yeah. decide what we do and where we go. Um, and yeah. So I have a question for you. Okay. Um, what is an expectation that you had going into this that you found to be different when it actually played out? Mm, well, <laughs> it, the first thing that comes to mind is actually, uh, you know, it, we're just being like 
super raw and honest. It's gonna stress me out. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with being out here and everything to do with. Um, I I thought that some of our things that we had in in motion for you know uh, making it out here financially were you know would have been a little more consistent. Um, but for both of us, that has not been the case. You know, yeah. um, and so we're fine, everyone. Don't worry. It's just that you, know, you can still become a patron. Yeah, now. but please become a, for the love of God, become <laughs> a patron. patron. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I mean, I, I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, the, you know, switching gears in, and we've talked about this before too, but switching gears into an, a new Jeep rather than into a uh, an Overland RV has been massive for me because that was... Yeah. I have been gearing myself up for a long-term build process. That's what I've been gearing myself for. And now we're not doing that right now. You yeah. know, um, we, we still very much intend to for a lot of, in fact, we intend to more now than I think we even did before. Um, because the other part of that that comes along with it too, is the, the difficulty, not the difficulty, um, the, I'm not even sure the right word to use. I'll say difficulty because I, I'm, fi- I'm looking yeah. for a different word. Um, but in, in finding just those quick overnight spots, you know, without paying. Yeah. Like without, because if we, if we were to pay f- a, a $40, $50, you know, camping oh, spot God. every time we stopped. Well, and we kind of did in the beginning. And it yeah. really ate, uh, ate through a lot of money. That's yeah. That we kind of were forced to. It's like, it's like you might as well have a mortgage. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's, you know, you're, you're spending that kind of money, you know? Yeah. Um, and so there's a, there's a part of that where it's like, you know, but, you know, kind of what we talked about a little bit too, is that, um, you know, setup wise, that's what draws us back to the, the Overland build again, the Overland RV build is because it would actually be a ton easier. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually want to, get into more like specific stuff here in just a minute. Um, okay. like, cause I think we could, we could talk a little bit about that too. Yeah, we yeah. talk about like specific stuff too. Um, but I would say mindset wise, uh, those, those have been the things that have probably been the rudest awakenings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, not deal breakers by any means whatsoever. Um, but yeah. just like, yeah, I really wasn't prepared for those shifts. You know, yeah. what about you? What about you? Um, I think uh, there were these pictures that we used to see before we started this process of, you know, people sitting on their rooftop of their rig that they built and looking out over nature and, you know, these spaces that they had created within their rig, whether it was on the back or hanging off of something or whatever Mm -hmm. that created these almost living room type spaces and just experiencing that, um, you know, the vastness of nature and, it brought a great sense of peace and calm to me that um, I was really looking forward to. Yeah. And although we've had a few of those moments, I think because of the change in how we've had to do this, because we can't just pull off the side of the road like everybody, like a sprinter van can, um, we have to kind of make those things happen a little bit more. They don't just naturally exist for us in this setup. Um, And I think that um, I I always want to say this lifestyle, at least the way that we're doing it, is not for the faint of heart. 
um, it's hard work. Things are heavy. Things are dirty. Things are <laughs> break. Things um, are, they don't last. Um, th- these trailers were not meant to be lived out of. They were meant to. It's a camping trailer. It's a it's camping a trailer. It's a camping trailer. Yeah. So we're constantly, you know, seeing, okay, we've got to lighten up something over here. We've got to take stress off of this or, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. so much problem solving, so much, you know, fixing that a lot of time and energy um, gets spent there instead of sitting on the rooftop enjoying the view. Yeah. So, um, and I know that that's part of us just getting on the road and doing this for the first time. We ended up having, in order to be more sustainable in this situation, we had to put money into um, batteries um, and how we charge. We've had to put money into into this to make it work. And now we're at that crossroad of, if we put any more money into this, that could be for the future build versus right. how much does it benefit <laughs> us? How long are we going to do this? How long are we going to be here? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I think, I think that energy level was n- not something I was expecting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, spe- I was expecting a little bit more, uh, hey, we just pull up and open the door, sit down and start working. And, right, right, right. And it's just, it's just a lot of work. So when we look at a travel day, a travel day um, is, uh, I, I honestly, I can't do much work. Yeah. And so we're learning that we have to plan those differently because there's the tear down to get out. And then um, we have travel. However long the drive is. Right. And I was very optimistic that I could work while we drove. And there's some things that I can, but I tend to get car sick if I do too much. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we don't always have um, cell service. Yeah. And so we can't travel with Starlink in place. So we have a T-Mobile and we have our Verizon cellular. Yeah. So now you're getting the specifics. Though. I am getting into specifics. <laughs> but, but anyway, I, I just find that some of the things that I thought would just be ease yeah. um, take a lot more work and take a lot more energy. Right. So when I look at where's the time going, <laughs> a lot of our time ends up going into the details. Yeah, it does. So that was an expectation that yeah. um, I That's had. a great question, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and something that we don't talk a whole lot about because we're, I mean, we're kind of in the middle of it. Yeah. You know, but uh, we should take a break. Um, oh, okay. And then. Did we, you need more bourbon? Is and, that why we're No, doing? actually, I need to cool off a little bit because we had to close all the windows down. <laughs> <laughs> and I am sweating now. In here. <laughs> gotcha. um, and uh, when we come back, though, I, I do kind of want to talk about some of the specifics of. Okay what we're how we live and and how we take care of all the things you know so anyway okay sound good yep okay so you know during our break our commercial break uh we're gonna hear the ocean a little bit more because we had to open a flipping window because it got so hot in yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> we did. So. Uh, it just got stuffy. That's what it was, yeah, stuffy. Yeah. So, uh, But we wanted to talk real quick about something fun that yeah. just landed. Um, what what did we get? Well, um, I put it on our social media last night. We got our stickers and we got magnets. Yeah. So um, they, you can see pictures of them on our Instagram or on our Facebook pages. Um, they... Uh, 
They're not uh, podcast specific. They're get lost to get found. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm really excited about them because uh, they are uh, for our patrons. So um, what we're gonna do is normally they were for the second level, the ten dollar right. a month. Um, but for the first twenty people who sign up for um, the Patreon, any level, um, any level, we're going to send you one sticker and one magnet. Yeah, and there, and you go online and look at it. They're they're but, turned out so good. Yeah, I was really yeah. happy with them. So, yeah. um, and our our daughter back in Spokane is going to mail them out as our patrons yeah. um, join. So we'd love to have you do that. What we really want is we want to start seeing them as we travel. We want to mm-hmm. see them on the back of a car. Um, that lets us know who you are. Right. <laughs> and uh, that we shouldn't flip you off. Um, <laughs> just kidding. At the very least, we should not flip you off. <laughs> um, no, but I'm, I'm super excited about these. And, and then um, we, we're kind of thinking about some other fun things. Um, I'd like to do... Um, have one for each state and different countries and stuff yeah. so as you travel you could then like purchase one of these um stickers and kind of collect them as um as places that you've been yeah. um but uh, maybe even looking at some other things that might be kind of fun so uh we welcome ideas right, um, right. we'd love to just kind of create something fun about your travels and about your adventures um but yeah. definitely go check out our patreon um and there, like I said, you can see what the different tiers are. And I mean, it's all, you know, we have a tier that's five bucks a month, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and there's know. no obligation for time. So I'm saying this and so you could do one month and then you could end up canceling and get your stickers. And yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're not going to make a fuss about it. We're anything. not going to make a fuss about it, but the um, point we, is, is, we is want that, you on our journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The point is, is that, you know, we want, we want people to engage and, and to be a part of, of what it is that we're doing out here and what we talk about every week. And, and there's uh you know, the buy-in part of that is the engagement. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, you know, you, you engage a little bit differently when you're, when you're in that kind of well, spot. And, there, and there's two big conversations we'd like to be having in that community that we want to build. Yeah. And one of them is about travel adventures, yeah. you know, yeah. sharing that um, together. The other is about the things that we talk about on this podcast or yeah. things that really matter to you in life that, um, you know, that close space between each other right. and um, allow us to just really talk through some stuff. Yeah. So yeah. those are those are two things that we'd really like to see happen. And um, the Patreon is allowing us a chance to build that. Yeah. So go check us out. Thanks. So that was kind of, you know, some of the mindset of you know, life on the road. Let's talk about some of the fun stuff, though. Let's talk about the <laughs> nitty gritty. Let's talk about the the poop and stuff like that. You know, so poop and pee because <laughs> you know everybody has it. That's we everybody right. has to deal with it, and it's um. So when you think about like the most important things that we need taken care of on the road, what is it? Uh, power, water, sewer. Yeah. I mean, it really just comes mm-hmm. down to that's like, that's like basic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, food you can get almost anywhere, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's always a little town or a little market or something where you could grab 
Even if it's uh, shitty, like, like we did the other night, <laughs> where we had a chili dinner of microwave chili, chili and soup and Fritos. <laughs> with a port Syrah. <laughs> with a I'm port not, Syrah that, oh. was, that was so sweet, I could hardly yeah. drink it. Mm. Um, it was like it one was of those nights. the worst decision we have made on this trip. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you know, you can always find something to eat, it yeah. seems like, you know. Water? Not so much. So, we'll, you know, we can talk about that a little yeah, bit because yeah. there's, there's been like a journey of that. Uh, sewer, uh, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, we've had to figure some some stuff out there, you know, and we have some things we'd like to do different. Power has been a big financial investment to, <sighs> to try to get power. And it's it's right. a constant um, feels like a constant, headache. constant. Yeah. Constant. So, um, so let's just kind of, let's just talk about them a little bit. So, uh, you know, there's like, okay, when you're, when you're out in a, in a setting like this, you know, you can pull into, uh, an RV park that's like full service RV park mm -hmm. and you put your, your sewer drain hose into the, into their fitting there mm -hmm. at your camp. You hook your, your hose up to the water line, you know, to your tank. Um, and then you hook your, your plug to your power and you don't like, you don't even think about anything. Use as mm -hmm. much water as you want. You just go out there and dump your tanks, you know? Yep. Um, and there's always like two different tanks. So there's a gray tank and a black tank. The gray tank is like your dishwater, dish shower. your shower water, your, you know, bathroom sink water. And then your black tank is your toilet. Yeah. yeah. It's your waste. Um, and so, you know, though you just go out and just dump those whenever they start getting full. Cause you're just right there. Um, and then you have your power so you don't have to think about it. I mean, you've got like full plug in, you can use as much power as you want to and all that kind of stuff. That's going to cost you 50, 60 bucks a night though. Mm -hmm. Um, and so. <clears throat> so all of a sudden power gets to be, or the power in sewer and water get to be really expensive. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and let's, uh, let's just say 50 bucks a night when you're talking about, you know, a, you know, average of 30 days in a month, you're like 1500 bucks a, a month just in camp fees. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot. That's a mm -hmm. whole lot, you mm -hmm. know? So, you know, the, the idea when we're nomadic like this and for a lot of nomads is getting, you know, off grid is the, is the term. And so it's like, how can you get to where you're not reliant on paying for anything? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, how do you, how do you get sustainable, you know, renewable power? <laughs> how do you find water that's, you know, that drinkable. you don't have to pay for that's, that's clean and drinkable. And how do you deal with your waste? Right. Um, and so I would say we, we've, we've gotten about, halfway there we're about halfway to um being off grid um but there's you know and and part of that is because we changed over our power to lithium batteries um lithium batteries just last a lot longer they perform mm -hmm. a lot better that sort of thing but they're expensive um yes. and then an inverter which takes that battery power and and we can use it to run our coffee maker and our microwave and, and stuff like even the air conditioner if we need to um but uh, but we have to recharge those batteries. And so a lot of people do that with solar. And so we have a, a generator that we run daily to recharge the batteries, which then takes gas. Um, yeah, and, and we we're supposed to be able to run these batteries off of driving, you know, from to the charge them. But, but there's something, something's not working. Something's not working, which I was just thinking we 
did laundry yesterday, had all the sheets off the bed. I should have gotten into it yesterday, uh, um, but yeah. I didn't do that. So I, cause our, all of our battery access is underneath our bed. Cause it's not something you normally have to get to. So, you know, that's yeah. just, that was the ideal spot for them. But that's right. I need to like pull the bed apart to, to dig into that and find out what the, the power issue is there. Right. So, so solar is phenomenal. Right. We like, we have planned when we do our full build out that we're going to have lots of solar power and it will be constantly charging our batteries. Right. As long as there's sun. Even if there's, even if it's cloudy, you can get some solar charge that way. Right. Okay. So, so before you go too much okay. further, I think, I think reality is a really great thing for this conversation right now. So to get, uh, to move out of lead acid batteries that came with the trailer that have about a three year life, which yeah. we were already kind of at, um, that ha- that do charge from the truck, but um, we can't necessarily run all of our things off of it. No, because the, the power degrades as the batteries lose charge. Right. So you get less and less power. But it output. also wasn't enough um, battery power sure. to run the AC, to run sure. um, things very long. We had, um, you have a sleep apnea machine. Mm-hmm. That has um, to run all night. That has to run all night. We did not have the capacity to right. do that with right. the previous setup. So we moved to the lithium batteries. And all that that you just described, getting all that hooked up, allowed all of those things to happen, to be yeah. um, uh, powered. But what did that cost us? About 5500 bucks. Yeah. 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 So, and a lot of... Um, <laughs> a lot of stress for me. Yeah, so <laughs> not bad stress, just because like I hooked it up wrong the first time, and so we weren't getting the the power output that we needed. Yeah. I didn't blow anything up, but we were just like because you know, that's that's well, an actual you're, thing. You you're know? not you're not building it from scratch. You're trying to retrofit something that was yeah. designed for yeah, something yeah, yeah. else. And so essentially, if you took that and you know fifteen hundred a month, that's a couple months of living in RV parks, right? Yeah. So. We wanted to take the leap to say, okay, instead of doing that, let's um, let's put the money into the batteries sure. so that we can self-sustain our energy, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're driving around. Let's recharge them. We're going to hold off on solar because we have a very tiny R-pod that could hold very few panels. Right. Um, but uh, on the roof... Uh, we already have the generator. We'll just make that work. We'll just make I- that yeah. make yeah. that work um, because we're we're planning for this build. Right. But so what has actually happened? <laughs> it's that our generator is not running correctly, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's been an issue. I've had to do a lot of workarounds to make it work, which is very frustrating because it's not that old, um, and uh, and. It drives us insane with the so noise, loud. you know, because it's like, it, it's a it's a fairly quiet generator too. But when it has a power draw on it, it runs at full capacity, and so it's like, and it's, it's loud. not the quietest one. There are people around here who have really quiet yeah, ones. Yeah, that are a lot more expensive. Yes, versions. Yeah. but so, but also that it's it's heavy, and so it's added so a lot to our weight, weight, which cost us money too yeah and then i'm you know i fill the tank the gas tank on it probably once a day which is about a gallon and a half so that's about you know what is that right now about you know seven and a half bucks seven and a half to eight bucks a day um again you multiply that over 30 days you're at 
240 250 bucks right mm-hmm. <laughs> a month yeah uh in gas you know which again isn't ridiculous but it's still it's all the things that you just you know and, well and and we have to be very careful as to when we run this yeah because if we're around other people one that's an issue we don't want to be the mm-hmm. assholes that run it all night or you know <laughs> well and and honestly the sound of it and the vibration on on it it's just uh it, it will get to you it will grate it on will. you yeah um, and so the, the trade-off here <laughs> yeah. on a financial level is how, how much would you have to invest into solar panels to replace that? About six months of gas. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, in a, in a real number, uh, yeah, 12, 1500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then we, we play around with this. Do we actually do that and try and figure out how can we actually fit those up there? We're yeah. not sure if we can, yeah. but if we could, do we take that leap? But then we are trying to build this other rig or trying to save the money to build this other rig. Right. Do we actually just make do and make do and go on? Yeah. yeah. So, so these are the things we're playing with all the time, right? Yeah. That's just the power. That's, That's just, just the, the power. power. Not only that, but it's the, you know, solar is clean energy, clean, renewable energy. And, you know, that's part of this whole thing for us, too, is that we really think about our footprint out here. Yeah, we do. If we're out here all the time, what's our footprint, you know? Um, um, and the exhaust off of that thing, yeah, it just makes yeah. you nauseous. I would rather use much less fuel, you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, and yeah, to have a renewable energy source like that. Um, okay, so that's one thing. Uh, water is the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it. I would say it hasn't been really difficult to find you know potable water i mean there's a there's a lot of places yeah. that you can duck into and you know let you fill your tank up or or something like that you know um, it's just that you can't go for very long yeah we have a 30 gallon tank and we've i i figured out that'll last us about uh four showers and normal dishwashing and toilet mm-hmm. flushing and you know stuff like that right and so for you how know, long well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Four showers. So if we shower every day, that's four two days. days. Oh, yeah. Because um, oh, yeah. it's uh, four showers is, you know, one shower for you, one for me in a day. Right, right. right. Um, and then if we shower every other day, then we can get, you know, four or five days out of it. Um, but that's not very long. And we don't run the water the whole time we're taking a shower. No, no, no. We turn yeah. it on and off. I mean, it's we're conserving like crazy, and that's still yeah. where we're at. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. much water usage there is. Yeah. Um, and so, but again, it's only 30 gallons. So it's a, it's a pretty small tank by, you know, by anyone's, Mm -hmm. you know. So we have a 30 gallon, um, clean water tank. Right. We have a 30 gallon gray water tank. So basically what is in your clean tank moves to your gray tank for the most part. Um, and then a 30 gallon gallon black black tank. tank. So we can hold 30 30 gallons gallons of black, yeah, of sewage. So that's poop, pee and flush water. And flush water. Yeah. So the 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 water issue and the sewer issue become kind of one together um yeah so you developed a, a, a filtration system instead of spending a lot of money on buying we could have, one we could have bought a filtration system for rvs that would have cost about 1500 bucks that's just what they run um i was able to build one for about 300 bucks um just piecing together stuff off of you know amazon and home depot maybe 400 bucks um, where we can now literally just pull up to a creek, any stream, yeah. anywhere, 
throw a hose down in it and have clean drinking water that's totally safe. Mm-hmm. And we just you know, can't do ocean water. Three filters. Salt yeah, water. yeah, because there's there's a whole desalinization process. It's a totally right. different kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or we can pull up to any faucet anywhere because you know that's one thing when you're out here too is you may find a faucet at a dump station or something, but there's potable and non-potable water. So. Potable water means it's been verified and tested as clean for drinking. Non-potable water means we're not sure what's in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, so now with our filtration system, we can literally, you know, we can anywhere that there's a supply of water that we can find other than ocean, um, we can fill our tank. So, um, and you so, bought these little um, collapsible yeah, five, five gallon, gallon buckets. buckets. They're super cool. Yeah, yeah, they collapse down totally flat, but I can fill them up and then, you know, out of a stream or something, then just come pump it into our tank through our filters. And so that's been huge for us. Yeah. But this space that we're in, funny enough, Doesn't uh, it has water. flush toilets, but no sinks, mm-hmm. no water spigots anywhere. That's e- not even non potable water that we could filter. Yeah. It just has like, no water at all. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so luckily we came in with a full tank and we've just been conserving a bit, you know. And, and well, yeah. And, and since we're not, fine. we weren't taking um, any showers there for several days, and we were yeah, we got pretty <laughs> ripe. <laughs> it was not good. We were running out of clean clothes. <laughs> we and nobody would have wanted to well, see us. Part of part of the reason was this is just just what happens. Yeah. Part of the reason was is that we were expecting to dump before we ended up here. But when we got here, it was like, oh, my gosh, these spaces are going We don't want to lose this space. space. Yeah. So we grabbed the space and didn't get to dump. And we're like, okay, now we have to So we didn't out. dump gray and we didn't dump sewer before we got in here. But yeah. we did have a full tank of water. Yeah. So we were, yeah. like, just using the bathroom here at the park and yeah. really conserving on yeah. everything. If we washed dishes, we, you know, did it outside. and Right. So... so I- I feel really good about our water situation right now. And yeah. and just this morning, I finalized the pump setup and the, the power for it and all that. Because I had to go through. There were so many things I had to figure out. You should see the contraption. I should just do a video on it sometime yeah, to yeah, kind of yeah. show the contraption that I've built for it and the pumps that I've put in and how I power the pump and all that kind of stuff. And um, But it's been a lot of fun. Um, but I'm really, I'm kind of proud of it too. Yeah. Um, and, but I, you know. And I haven't, I haven't had to use it yet, which is frustrating to me. You've tested it, but you haven't yeah. actually had to like use it, use it. True, so, true, yeah. So. Um, so we lose water in multiple places, and one of those is in the toilet. Yeah. Um, now this is the this is the part that is an easy solution. Yes. But so they're twelve hundred bucks. Yes, yeah. and so we're like, okay. Do we wait till the next rig? Yeah. How long is it going to take us yep. to get to the next rig? So yep. all the waiting time is the inconvenience that we live, the the, the hard part, yeah. the energy usage on our part. So currently we have a normal RV toilet, which basically isn't a ton different than your toilet at home. Right. Um, we go to the bathroom in it and then we flush it and it and instead of it going down a sewer pipe it just goes into our black tank and then we get to a dump facility and we just dump it all out right, right? um and and that's great you know uh it holds 30 gallons which <laughs> one sounds like a lot and also sounds vile that you're driving right. around with 30 gallons of your shit. own Poop, you know, poop and pee. <eah. <laughs> and it smells god awful when it goes wrong, you yeah, know. Um, yeah. 
And, you and know, it gets jostled around while you drive. So and it's, so you always uh, have a nice smell. smell if you haven't been able to dump yet. You know, so there's that. Oh, there's yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, but you always have to find a dump station. But it's not, it's not even just, I mean, honestly, it's probably uh, equal water to urine. Yeah. In there because of the yes. flushing. Yes. So you're talking about 30 gallons, but it's actually not 30 gallons of waste. It's yeah. Yeah, probably yeah, yeah. about half of that is going to be the water used sure. to flush. So, uh, you know, the the fix to that, to, to going off grid on that, is that you, uh, you put in a composting toilet. Now, composting toilets sounded disgusting to me for so long until mm -hmm. I talked to a number of people that actually use them on a regular basis and I realized they're they're not they're very well done. And mm -hmm. so a, a compost toilet basically doesn't have any drain in it. It's just like basically like you're like you're pooping in a bucket. <laughs> um and so uh it separates your and this is it, no, okay, I think it's I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. If you don't want to hear poop and pee talk, this, this is the time to fast forward or shut us off or whatever. Because I'm about to go into some poop and pee talk right here. Okay, so be forewarned. Do 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 do. Okay, you've had time to do what you need to do. So here we go. Um, so uh, a compost toilet will actually split your pee and your poop. So you you pee into the the front of the toilet. And it and it hold it has like a little like you know Cassette. five gallon jug that it just your pee just stores in right, um, and then you poop into the back of the toilet where there is no liquid at all, but you put like a mixture of like peat moss or or coconut husk or there's a number of different things you can use for that, and um, and so when you poop into that then you have a little. Uh, a uh, little arm on the side of the outside of the toilet that you just turn and you like stir it all into your peat moss or your coconut husk or whatever it is. And it just mixes it in there and it all like just it, like fully dries out, solidifies, turns to like mulch almost like a, like dirt in there. Now that sounds vile. When I, when I first thought about it, that sounded vile, but I've heard from a number of people, like a lot of this was online that the smell comes from when you when your urine and and poop mix yeah. together. We actually um, really understood this at the expo. When this we is what were, I was going to say. This is what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, go. You can go ahead. Oh no, just that um, we were in a, a few people's uh, rigs that had composting toilets, and there's this other option to do a cassette toilet, or basically it's a a cassette you pull out. Go dump whole, it into a, a, anywhere. It's a not like you need a hose or anything or like, like that. that. Anyway, yeah. And they're like, no, you don't want to go that route because it's the urine that's it's the, the problem. Yeah. yeah. It's the, well, it's the urine and the poop mixed together that creates that really toxic smell, mm -hmm. right? That sewage smell. So, you know, we met some new friends. They're wonderful. Um, and th she, like, pointed out to us, she said, I like to show up at events like this with about six weeks of, of poop in my toilet, in my, you know, and she goes, and it's for a purpose so that you can walk over there and tell me, do you smell anything at all? And we were like, you cannot smell, smell anything. anything like it's, and she had six weeks of shit in there, <laughs> which again, sounds horrible, but it's like, you know, 
we're out here on the road. It's not like the magic of a home toilet where you flush it and it just goes to who knows where. <laughs> it's just gone. We don't have to think about it anymore. You know, where everybody <laughs> poops sparkles. <laughs> right. No, you got to actually deal with your own shit out here on the road, right? <laughs> and so, In uh, so many ways. Yeah, and so it was. Uh, it was fascinating that uh, that. Her toilet didn't smell at all. Their toilet, because it was it, it was a it was couple. A couple. Yeah. yeah, that their toilet didn't smell at all. And again, six weeks of stuff. And so what you do with that, then like I said, you're basically you're pooping in a bucket. So it's when it's time to clean it out. It's not actually out, a bucket, it's a toilet. But it's, it's a toilet, but it's it's a bucket. No, I mean no, no, it's I a, know, it's but a, you're not like it's a toilet shaped the, bucket. As a girl, the thought of sitting on the edge of a bucket. Okay, I am just... not interested at all in the thought of anything. Because the thought was disgusting to me at first. <laughs> this is reality now, okay? So it really is. It's a it's a toilet-shaped bucket. And so it, it just holds your mix right. in there and you stir it up. So what happens is when it's time to dump it, which again, six weeks for this couple, and they, they still hadn't dumped it. We have to dump like like every four days tops, yeah. you know, just because it fills up really fast with all everything. So anyway, how do they dump it? So they pull the top off. They expose the, the bucket, which again, just looks like dirt in there. They put a garbage bag over it, turn it upside down, dump it all into the garbage bag, tie it off, and go drop it in a dumpster somewhere or whatever. Because the poop actually dries out and decomposes. It's like mulch. Yeah. yeah. It's like it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like compost at that point, right? So, um, the, so and, the urine is the part. Okay. That, here's, the, here's the biggest thing about it. Everyone has said this. I don't care if it's online or the, or the people we talk to looking at their composting toilet. It, they say this consistently. That there's no cleanup in it too. For some reason, the the mixing of the of the peat moss or the coconut husk or whatever else keeps everything like super clean. Like you don't even have to like wipe it out or clean it up. Like you literally dump it out, put it back in, and it's ready to go again. Put some more husk in there, and and it's ready to go again. It's so. Anyway, you were gonna say something too. I just said no. it. Okay. No, 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 no. But um, the part that makes the sewer so bad is actually the urine. It yeah. has a menthol or a menthol. menthol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it, it just it has an ammonia smell. Ammonia. To it. Yeah, that's yeah. really bad. Um, yeah, and so for the the pee bucket for a lot of people, then you have to take that pee bucket. Which and you have is to go out. I can't you know, do that. That's fine. Go out and do it. Find a toilet somewhere and dump it into the toilet, or or just dump it out in the woods because you know because anyway, it's pee. Yeah, it's pee, or whatever else. But it's like it's so strong smelling. So what a lot of people do. Okay, now again, this this might this might really throw some people, but it's, we're finding a this, huge this number happens. of people do yes, this. This is the, this is a normal practice is that they will just divert the, they will take the bucket out and they will just run a tube into their gray tank. So whenever they, again, which, is your, which is your dishwater, shower, a shower, that kind of stuff. And so when you're, you know, when you pee, it just goes right into your gray tank. And then, you know, you can dump your gray tank just about anywhere, which is no different than stopping on the side of the road and, you know, yeah. for a guy and taking a pee. It's a little different for a girl. I know, I mean, you can still stop on the side of the road. I get it. I'm just saying it's a little simpler for a guy. Yeah. Um, or whatever else. Or what some people will do. We, you don't want me to say this? No. I think I should say it. It's part of the thing. I don't know. I do think it's a real know. thing. So, in, you know, oh, please so let wrong. me say it. Please. Okay. So okay. okay. I'm going to say it. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to say it. So, um, there were the other people that we heard about that uh, they actually have a little button that does like a slow drain on like their a trickle, like on their drops. gray tank, 
and just whenever they hit the road to drive down the road, they turn it and it's just like dribbling their gray tank all the way down the road. Again, it's soapy water and it's some pee, you know, it's not that uh, I, I don't think it's gross at all because one of my favorite things ever about being out here on the road when we're not in a campground is just walking out the front door. And <laughs> There's just I, something uh, so free as a guy about just going out and just peeing in the bush. You I, know? <laughs> there are times I have seriously considered a pee funnel. <laughs> yes. I think you should actually look into that. I might. Like we said, this is a poop and pee talk, right? So yeah. this is the, but this, you know, that is probably, I would say more than anything. Like we, we have some stuff figured out with the, the power, we have stuff figured out with the water. It's the black tank that really just, uh, that we really struggle with probably more than anything out here on the road. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I also think we still have a real issue with power because of the generator. I agree, but we, but I've been able to figure it out though. Like, yeah, and, and it doesn't still... stop us. That's, that's what I'm saying because it doesn't stop us. Like the black tank actually like, we get desperate to find a spot to yeah. like we we've got it. We, we don't like our solution for the power, but we have one. Um, and, and so, but between those two things, again, you're talking about, about, you know, it's, it's about 12, 1500 bucks for a composting toilet and it's about 12 to 1500 bucks for solar panels. And so we're talking about, you know, 24 to 3000 bucks. We'd have to invest into the, the trailer, which again, you know, it's a lot of money, but it's not a ton of money when you're talking about your home, right? Right. Um, and it's, uh, but it's more than anything, it's about how much more money do we put into this? This setup. Because this isn't long-term for us. We don't want this to be long-term for us. Well, because then we think about, um, okay, so what if you put all that money into it? It just delays, you know, about $3,000 worth of savings, you know, into the next setup. Yeah. Uh, is this trailer resellable um retrofitted in all of these ways and does it do we actually get any of that money back out right so those are the things that we um contemplate yeah um we are getting ready uh i mean we we obviously had to cool down our batteries so we had to come out this way so we are controlled by weather in our current setup some people put in when they build out their rigs they will put in systems that help cool down their batteries or warm up their batteries so that they can be in all the yeah, climates. We will. Yeah. Um, and the ability to carry more than 30 gallons of water. Well, that's the other thing, too, we've talked about in here is that if we got rid of our, our toilet and changed to a compost toilet, we could actually get rid of our black tank and replace it with another water tank. So then we um, have. So we'd have 60, 60 gallons of water. Which is a huge. Difference. Yeah, Huge. which would be massive for yeah. us. I mean, it would it would it would be a game changer again yeah. for us. Um, but we're still in the end, we're still limited to where we can stay. Like we were driving up to Forks yesterday, mm-hmm. and see the Sprinter van off on just one of these little pullouts next with the ocean view, where you can just pull out, take pictures, and drive off. You yeah. know, and they're actually pulled out over there, totally legal. To just stop. They had their Starlink set up. You could tell they were they were there um, for more than just they parking. They had literally just driven up, stopped, stopped. and gotten busy with whatever, whatever they, were they were doing. Were, right, yeah, work, whatever. <laughs> and um, that's not something we get to do. No, because we pull up, and then we drop our, our load Itch. distribution, yeah. you know, uh, 
I'm totally forgetting the words. <laughs> Blanking on the words. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we have to balance out the trailer. We have to, you know, do all this stuff. And then we have to put the slide out. And we have to get, the, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it's yeah. obvious we're camping on the side of the road as opposed to just a vehicle that pulled over on the side of the right, road. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And so... Does that does that a big deal when we're out in nature? Not always. Yeah. It can be, but it's not always. Oregon has some really strict rules along the coastline as to where you can pull off and overnight for no cost. Um, some places don't. It's great. Um, but where it really gets us is in the cities. Like our hardest place so far has been Spokane. Yeah. When we go back to see the girls and Asher, the it's it's kind of tough without paying for a spot. It's tough to, to just, you know, stay in a spot where you don't feel like you're, like, I don't want to lay in bed nervous the whole time. Somebody's come knock on my door and tell me I have to move. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Like, I want to know I'm all right. You know, like, it's just kind of, yeah, it's not that big yeah. a deal, you know. So, I'm really, uh, I'm anxious to get into a new build at the same time. I agree trying to manage that expectation with the reality that we could will be in this situation indefinitely. So yeah, we're just kind of teetering on how to make these decisions and how much money to actually keep putting out versus, yeah, yeah. you know, um, yeah, there's, yeah. The idea of just parking somewhere, walk, crawling into the back through the pass through from the <laughs> front cab. Um, and, just closing blinds and you're good like that is super appealing i think it will change the energy level that we have in this life right now it's a lot of work yeah and um i'm getting to that place where i am i'm really ready to change where my energy output actually goes yeah so Yeah. yeah that's the reality of you know, how we manage shit in our life. Yes. <laughs> and water and power. And water and power. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I again, the, the goal when you're, I think, when you're nomadic for most people, not, I shouldn't say most people, for the, the, I would say, the tribe of nomads we're a part of. Because there's mm-hmm. lots of different nomads. There are, there are like, retired mm-hmm. nomads who are pulling, like, giant, RVs or living in giant motorhomes and they just go from park to park to park and they that's all they care about is they just want to find a park they can hook up um, at and, and all that kind of stuff. The 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 way that you live inside of that isn't as vastly different from living at home. It's smaller. Yeah. But you still have a lot of the same um, amenities. Amenities and, yeah. and things. We are not in that situation. No, the, so the 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 tribe of nomads we're a part of is more like we uh, we want to be out in nature. We want to be boondocking is what they call it as much as possible. So we're not, we're not paying for spots to stay. We're not connected to a power grid. We're not, you know, that sort of thing connected to, you know, water, mm-hmm. you know, a water source, that sort of thing. Um, and so for, you know, and that is a very specific tribe of nomads. And so, yeah. but that's what appeals to us. That's what we'd rather we're stuck somewhere in the middle right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't want to be stuck anymore. So we want to, yeah. we want to figure these things out, but we're just not sure if we, you know, go forward in a, you know, wait, wait and kind of deal with shit until we shit, can do our, literally. our build, our, our yeah. build, our build, uh, or, do we go ahead and just take care of some of those things now and then we build, we'll build, you know, cause who knows? It could be, yeah. it could be six months. It could be a year, you know, we don't know. Um, so anyway, 
that's that's where we're at now. So, so the the only other question I have for you on this, and I know this okay. is making this a little bit longer, and you're glazing over, so I know I'm not glazing yet. Yeah. Did you push that cup towards me because you want to refill? No, I pushed it out of my way so I could put my hands here. <laughs> I didn't know if um, you were saying give me more alcohol. No. Um. <laughs> uh, people often ask, uh, and it's not just us; other people who are doing this lifestyle too. How do you do this life? And have sex? No, honey. Oh. Although I have asked somebody that <laughs> at the expo. Like, how does, that, how does that work? How does that work in your setup here? <laughs> I did. I might have had a few drinks before I asked that. Mm, sex is great on the road. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> anyway, um, my, my question, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Um, Are you blushing? No. Are you horny, baby? (laughs) Are you going to let me ask my question? I don't know. Do you remember it? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, please. Um, I, God, see, look at what you did to me. Um, Is that, can you actually just live in such a small place with your person and be okay? Like, today... Well, some days it's different than others, but sometimes some days we are bumping into each other, like almost to a point of frustration. Like we're tripping over things. We're we're sure, yeah, trying to be in the same space, and there's not a whole lot of space to be had. So, what would you say to that? So uh, I would say, and then I want to hear what you have to say too, of course. But um, I would say that uh, uh, there are times when I've just been like almost like overloaded you know sensory sensory overloaded and i'm like there's shit everywhere and i can't move you know and but it only lasts for a a few minutes i would say by and large i have not thought once about how small this space is Mm. like i have not thought and we have a small trailer um and so it's uh yeah it is anybody that you know has looked at pictures that we post or anything else it's not it's not a large space i have not noticed that one time like, I love it. Now, when we went to Cannon Beach and we got, we rented the cabin and we, cause we were, you know, all that kind of stuff. We mm-hmm. talked about that before. Uh, we rented the cabin. It was a very small little, it was a little one bedroom cabin, one bedroom, one bath, very tiny little cabin in, in Cannon Beach. It felt massive to me. I didn't like it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, was, I was like, I couldn't wait to get back into our trailer again. Yeah. And sometimes I would just leave and go work on a trailer and then I'd kind of get to a stuck space and I'd be like, I can't really do anything until I go get some parts, but I can't go get the parts right now. So I'm just going to hang out in here for a while because I needed it to be closer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so that's my response to it is that I don't miss more, more space, bigger place, whatever else. It just, it seems more and more gaudy and ostentatious to me all the time yeah. to think about living in a house again. I think for me, I, when my stress level is high, then I feel um, the, the smallness of the space because my head is like full and it's sure. trying to process and trying to figure things out. And so then if I trip over something or I bump into you or whatever, that's where I tend to feel it is yeah, in a high stress sure, sure. Um, experience. Um, the one the one thing, the time that I feel the smallness of our space, well, actually it's two times. One is changing the sheets. 
Oh my gosh, that bed is. That's more about the orientation of our bed than it is yeah, the smallness it, of the space. It is. It, it, actually, <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's just a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but second is um, I have a small pile of things that don't have a home yeah. in our space. Work related. Mostly. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's plugs and all kinds of, you know, yeah, that kind of related. stuff. And so um, I keep shifting those. So either we have space at the table or we have the bed. Yeah. And everything keeps to going back and forth to those two spaces. Yes. So that feels like small to me yeah, yeah, because sure. um, energy is spent on moving things back and forth. So at some point I would love to eliminate that shift of moving things back and forth and be done with that. Um, but uh, where, when we plan a build, everything's going to have a spot. And if it doesn't have a spot, it doesn't go in the rig. Yeah. And right now we're just not qu quite at that um, freedom yet. Yeah. To do that. So that's, those are the two times things feel really small to me. Um, yeah. High stress or just a shifting of things from one end to the other. Right now, <laughs> we have laundry hanging in the bathroom. And um, because we're not really using the toilet here, um, it's, it's fine. But um, I go to walk in there and I'm like, ah, everything is coming at me. I feel, like, I feel that a bit. Yeah. 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 But so, that, and that was because we didn't. We didn't have a, a good experience at laundromat. Right. Like everything didn't, didn't get dry as dry it. as it was supposed, supposed to. And, and we're in a really humid environment out so here on the coast, so it's not drying on its own. So we had to run a heater in there and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But again, not, I would say probably not a normal problem for us, but, but you feel it yeah. for sure. Yeah. So. But living in this small place, it always. Oh, sorry. I just sneezed. I could not help it. <laughs> I sneezed on Mike, and I'm not going to edit it out. Take that. It's, it's At this point, it's your podcast. You're right. It is. Road stories. Uh, I don't really have a road story today. <laughs> I, I just had to play that anyway. <laughs> I had one at the beginning of this podcast, and I told you, I'm like, I can't find it in my brain yeah, now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't have a very entertaining road story, that's for sure. But um, but I, <laughs> you see, what I keep coming up with for road stories is like irritations on the road. <laughs> you do every time you tell me something, I'm like, that's just you being irritated. <laughs> that's just you being irritated. <laughs> well, and our our friends, you know, Jason and Christian with the Drunk Ex Pastors podcast, they do a thing where they call it the Beavers. They have their Beavers, which are those things that are just irritating and frustrating to them. And I was like. I, you know, obviously we don't want to steal their stuff. So it's like, I, I didn't want to just do that. We, and I thought, but road stories would be really fun, you know, but I find myself, I'm so irritated all of the time. Um, so I'm going to share an irritating story. Okay. And it's, uh, and it's one of those things where it's like, and it's not really even a story so much. Well, there's a story, but it's not an entertaining story. It's more of me being irritated about it. Oh my gosh. And that is, you know, we're, we're heading up the coast about, uh, 45 oh. minutes from here to go to Forks yesterday to go shopping and do laundry and all that kind of stuff. And as we're going up, I get behind like these two vehicles that are like the, it's, a 60 mile an hour highway and they're doing like 35, 40 miles an hour and they're just driving along. There's not even an ocean view. No, it's just deep rainforest. Forest. And I'm like, motherfuckers, 
pull over at least it's just driving me insane that they're driving so slow on the road and the the first one was an idaho license plate (laughs) and it's from you know it was a it was a k license plate which everybody knows idaho license plate it's the the first letter is the county so it's kootenai county that's you know, kind of Northern over, Idaho. yeah, over in the Spokane area Coeur where we're from. We see, yeah, yeah, we see the K license plate all the time, and I'm like, sure enough, sure enough, it, you know. <laughs> and then as I as I finally get to a spot where I'm like, fuck this, and I'm like, you know, pedal the metal, and I speed around them to to pass them. The other the truck right in front of them was a K license plate at all, and I'm like, you motherfuckers are together, and you're out here, <laughs> Idaho license plates, just sightseeing down the highway. And there's a part of me where I'm like, okay, chill the fuck out because they're actually enjoying the drive, and I'm like, all get out of my way, I gotta get somewhere, you know, yeah. <laughs> while we're out here in this beautiful place, that thought went through my mind, but then also I was like, but you're on a 60 mile an hour highway doing 35 to 40 miles an hour, just pull over, I don't care if you're out here sightseeing, just fucking pull over and let, let traffic around, there was people yeah. behind us too that were like, you know, and I'm like, you know, so anyway. So it's a little bit of a story because it did actually happen on the road. It's not a super exciting story. It's more just like, God, we, no matter, it's, I don't know if it's like, you know, here I want to go into this thing of, am I wrong for, you know, being angry at them for enjoying the views? Because they're obviously tourists out here. Which technically, so are we, even mm-hmm. though this is where we live. This is our home right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or is it like, no, road sense says you get off the fucking road if you're going to do 15 to 20 miles slower than the than the speed limit, yeah. you know. Um, you just get the fuck out of the way, let people go around. I yeah. don't know. So anyway, know. that's my uh, that's my road story for the day. And uh, it's just more of me bitching about shit, which is, you know, what I what i do yeah <laughs> so do you have one or do you not have um, one you I, don't have to have one i do i just have to um i'm pulling up our instagram page because i actually posted about this um a little bit and i want to make sure i get the name correct um oh. on this but when we were in walla walla call somebody out. no oh. no 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 no. it's not oh. like that um when we were in Walla Walla, my my brother took us all around um, different restaurants and um, and stuff, so we could experience what he loves most about Walla Walla. Yeah. And his job is um, he does a lot of social media work for local restaurants and businesses, um, particularly in the food industry. So he does these amazing. Um, we uh, could we could say his name. Yeah, Cole my, Massey. Cole Massey. Um, he's on Instagram as the Cole Massey. And, he's um, doing some great work. He's doing some amazing work, and yeah. he's um, working for some beautiful food companies. Just um, yeah. anyway, he was sharing with us that um, you know the the best experience he's having there happens to be with the chefs themselves. Yeah, and so he. Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're going to talk about. So he took us um, to the Walla Walla Bread Company. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, and, oh, my gosh, if you look at our post from, I think it's July 31st on our Instagram page, you'll see um, some of the food that um, that we had there. It was unreal. I mean, almost, It looked like an art exhibit. Like we, right. Like, I thought we were in a gallery, but it was all food. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was unbelievable. So if you're in the PNW, particularly and, in Washington. And I want to say right now, too, like I'm not making like I'm not just be like over exaggerating or anything like legitimately. Like I walk up to their their bakery counter and I'm like, I, I, I feel weird ordering this because it looks so gorgeous. Right. So and I'll say something to that here in just a second. Um, the the uh, the bakery is unbelievable. Um I find the more wonderful food I have from really good chefs, the more disappointed I am with, you know, fast food, fast food or, <laughs> you know, shitty restaurants in uh, Ritzville. So, because yeah. uh, <laughs> there is one. Um, anyway, they're new. They didn't know what they I, were doing. I know, but anyway, food was fine. So it was. It was more than food. It was an experience. You felt like you were. Yeah. You had just bought yourself an an experience, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, we've sat here and we had this wonderful food. This wonderful food. I had a um, uh, red devil croissant. Like I have a picture of it on that there. Was it's beautiful. Oh my gosh! And it's tasted huge. Amazing. Yeah. So anyway, um, we get done eating, and uh, Cole goes, "Do you want to meet the chef?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah," because <laughs> I have something to say. Yeah. And uh, so he took us back to meet the chef, and. Um, the chef is Coral Pompey, which is, which who is um, who has been on uh, TV for his yeah. uh, like competing um, on different shows for yeah. his baking uh, shows, baking like shows on, on the Food Network. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so he introduced us to him, and um, and so we got to just say you know exactly that that it was uh, it's like what, looking at art. And so in the course of the conversation, he shares with us what it was like to be on these sets. And Okay, and can I just say really quick, too, he was the most genuine, down-to-earth oh person. Like, and I'm, like, just stood there for for probably 20 minutes just talking, talking just having a conversation with us. He was so, he was like, so he was gracious. wonderful. Yeah, no, no hint of arrogance or, you know, whatever else. I mean, just. Just a truly wonderful right. human being. Yeah. Well, and being that I haven't watched those shows, I wasn't starstruck. So I, I really just talked to the food I had experienced that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, uh, that exact thing you said, I, I wanted that croissant, but I yeah, didn't yeah, want to yeah. take yeah. it out of your case. And he said, he goes, you know, we set all of this up and we, before we open and it's, um, it's beautiful. And I just look at it and it's a full case. And he goes... And then it's gone within, you know, hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I guess that's what you want, but it's really hard to see all your yep. hard work just yep. not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, you're just an artist. You're a food artist. Yeah. And he, he really is. Um, yeah. And he wants everybody to enjoy his food. But there was this, there's, I don't know, he was just sharing this tearing between um, seeing uh, all of this hard work that he and his team do and then to have it all gone. And you do have to, if you do go visit Walla Walla Bread Company, um, you have to get there um, early if you want certain things from them. Yeah. So um, you can... And, and I would highly recommend anybody, if you're going to, I mean, there's tons of stuff, amazing stuff in Walla Walla. It's a, it's a great oh, yeah. little there, town. Yeah. But you should absolutely go see... The Walla Walla yeah, Bread yeah. Company, yeah, um, and and can, there's there's you, nothing on us for that. I mean, we don't get anything for that. It's just that amazing. And you can find them on you know on the internet, social media, on on Instagram. They are at W Two Bread Co. Yeah, um, this seriously is not a commercial. We just no, love them but that you much. do need to go. I mean, because yeah. um, 
he's he's local at yet yeah. at the same time he's put Walla Walla on the map with what he yeah. is doing on yeah. a on a much bigger scale. Um, but uh, yeah, just just beautiful beautiful food. If you are a foodie at all, or you, <laughs> I mean, obviously we know Walla Walla for wine tasting that sort right. of thing. But I was pleasantly surprised at the um, variety of food experiences. Every place my brother took us was truly an experience. It was like buying food and a show all at the same time. So, yeah, that's my road story. Uh, Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) they're actually a husband and wife team. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Michelle and Coral. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so we want to be able to, you know, make sure that we call both of them out, but, uh, um, yeah, anyway, um, the, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. I just totally lost my train of thought. Anyway, we'll just go ahead and call it. Road story. <laughs> I was going to say, your road story was much better than mine. <laughs> I felt like I needed to balance it out. You did need to, because I was just like, irritated, road rage. You know? <laughs> you know, maybe that's what it should be called instead road of road rage story. stories. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about, uh, let's wind this up. Let's talk about uh, where we're going to be next week. Because uh, I I have an idea, but I'm not entirely positive. Well, yet, we're we're gonna meet up with some friends this weekend. Yeah. Um, Mark and Christy um, over in Issaquah. Yep. Um, we're gonna do a little bit of camping with them, um, just to just to catch up, have a good conversation, play cards that make us play all cuss crazy each other. card games. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Mark has the best card, card games. games. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Um, and Mark and Christy, um, were on the sailing trip with us in, yeah. um, yeah. in BVI. So, um, yeah, it's really fun cause they're out of Vancouver. So we just keep, um, crossing paths with them, right. but we're all four going to go to dinner at the well and table, which is, um, Jason and well, Jason and his partner's um, restaurant, but right. Christian also works there. Jason, Jason and, and Christian's yes. uh, restaurant, yes. And Jason and Christian are the Drunk, pa- Drunk, Drunk Ex-Pastors yes. podcast. So, um, so we're going to Which we go had them on uh, Sacred Spaces episode a while a back. A while back, yeah. yeah. You can find that um, episode But we keep, every time we're in Issaquah, we go to dinner there. It's an amazing food experience as Absolutely well. Absolutely amazing, yeah, yeah. So, and it just tops it off that we love them. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. So we sit at the bar so that we can, um, you know, just talk, talk and, to them yeah. and um, tease time. them about, you know, Drink they're not lot. doing their job right, you know, stuff <laughs> yes. like that. So, um, so we're gonna do that, and then after that, that'll just be through the weekend. So that's yeah. your Sunday. Sunday night, we're gonna head back over to what's called Ocean Shores, Washington, which is just this like little arm, short arm. You know, a I don't beach, know if it's a peninsula yeah. or beach or whatever else it is. It's it's very narrow and all that. Most people There's know a farm it as Long there. Beach. Yeah, and we're uh, we're super excited to go just stay on this farm for. Um, and it, right now we just have one night because it's through this uh, uh, you know service we use called Harvest Host. But uh, we're hoping to stretch that into more nights there because it's we would just love to yeah. spend some time there. But part mostly because um, it's it's still just inland. It's still just hot. So it's, you know, it's over 90 degrees, pushing 100 degrees inland, and we just still need to stay out of those temps because we're just not set up for it. So we're going to spend about another week on, you know, Oceanside um, and and then uh, then head inland from there 
Uh, we can talk more about that next time, um, but planning on kind of settling in just a little bit because there's some classes I'm going to take and, and some stuff like that uh, uh, for just, again, just, you know, continuing our life on the road. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, we, we, are, but, we are looking um, for kind of a little bit of a long-term situation in maybe Portland, the Portland, area. Portland area, Vancouver area, Vancouver, yeah. area. Vancouver more specifically, yeah. Um, where, you know, obviously we want to keep that cost down as much as we can. Uh, we could pay for a monthly spot, but if, if somebody has a piece of land that they wouldn't mind us just, yeah. you know, uh, leaving them alone and, and doing yeah. our thing in and out there, <laughs> we would, um, you know, we're looking f- for that so that you sure. can take these sure. classes. So, yeah. So we're not entirely sure where the next episode will be recorded. I kind of know the general geographic area, be mm-hmm. the ocean shores area. But I don't know exactly where. So uh, you'll have to tune in and see where we come to you from next. Yeah. Um, But it will definitely be a place different than this, and it will be just another adventure. So Should we uh, leave them with just a little bit of ocean? We should, yeah. So let's open. I'm going to open up the window here. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you hear that? And then you're pointing your mic. You hear that ocean? Oh, that's nice. I don't even think we need any music to close that out. We're just going to let that be it right there. 